Hello, everybody. It is WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine. It is episode 150. Wow, Woo! what a milestone. That's exciting. I'm here with my fellow podcast members, Holly. Hello. Rob. Greetings. Scott. Hi. And Matt. Hello. Um, we have a very, I feel like we have a lot of things to catch up on. I know we had the, the convention news, but got a lot, got a lot going on. So, yeah. um, and thanks guys for everyone who listened to our three D23 Expo mini-sodes. So, weren't really mini-sodes, they were basically, they were basically full-on episodes, but full thank on. you for those they who were. listened to that. We're not really going to be talking about the Expo because we covered it. So if you didn't check it out. You know, rewind you to the it. past three episodes. You missed it. You'll never see it again. No, go go listen to the D23 episodes. Uh, we did one for each day. So, Yeah. Um, so we're going to start this episode as we always do, um, where we pick a Disney drink from around the world, land, universe. And uh, Rob, it's it's your topping it off. I am. So we're Was that your stomach or was that thunder? It's thunder. thunder. No, but oh. it, it might turn into my stomach because I feel like I'm getting I had the headphones hungry. on so I couldn't tell. Sure. <laughs> It's usually Scott. Yeah, though, it's not Scott's me. the stomach yeah, rumbler. It's coffee usually. Mm. Um, no, but I think maybe first time in about three years or so, we're going but to the West Coast Ooh. in Disneyland. So wowzers. Yeah, I know. Shocking, right? It helps when you've just been there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're gonna go to Ballast Point, um, and one of their. I feel like we haven't done a beer in a while either. Yeah. I'm usually the beer yeah. guy. So uh, this is the Speedboat Salt and Lime Blonde. Is the name of it? Uh, Four point five percent alcohol. So this is directly from their menu. Blonde ale modeled after Colon style ales, hopped with citrusy and floral noble hops, and finished with a touch of Himalayan salt and lime. It was uh, one of our favorite descriptions. Very very refreshing. You so know, man, I got like. <laughs> you what? know that I always struggle to get. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think he knew this was off. on your... Uh... I got like maybe four or five when we were out there, and this was like, this was probably my next one. We obviously didn't talk about this in advance, but <laughs> no, it's okay. You already said it. It's already out. I'm going to cross it off my list. I also, when going out there, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to get a bunch of uh, topping it offs. Me too. Um, <laughs> I got two. Oh, okay. Well, and, then... the, and I feel like because they rotate their beers more frequently that this this feels summary so it could very easily be off the menu by now yeah it's well like i'll say this i just recently did put together the bracket and we are very heavy on mixed drinks things like that so if you guys feel inclined to do a beer do a beer oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it provides us some good balance or i think matt's done some whiskeys in the past and I things have, like yeah. that like that gives us a nice balance of drinks of you types. know that we're not always doing something sweet yeah, um, either Rob or I did the Knob Creek Reserve. I don't I, remember. That was I Rob that, at yeah. Enchanted Rose. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll start drinking more beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doctor's orders. Uh, definitely, uh, once we got a f uh, food and wine, definitely You'll have, have a beers few in the there. pipeline. But yeah, th this is good. Um, I would go out of my, I would dare say I would go out of my way to, you know, have this. So you would like, make the trip yeah, to and, downtown Diz. Or like if I was in... California Adventure, something that was like, oh, we want to break for an hour or so, yeah. just sit and relax, as opposed to going maybe somewhere in there, the the wine area. Yeah. And is anything really out of the way? No, Ooh, that's the spooky. Things are for, 
the walk is further in downtown Disney than you think. I agree. After with doing you. that, like traversing that a few times. They keep it's, you occupied with how much stuff is and, there. And, and it's not straight. Right. It's, so uh, you're, like, you're, Do you say that that is longer or shorter than Hollywood Studios to the Dolphin? I think it's shorter. I think Downtown Disney's shorter. I, it, I think it's close. I, I bet it's close. It, 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 if we did it, like, let's say security behind the down, downtown, uh, behind Disneyland Hotel mm-hmm. to the... Espanade, like the center point between Disneyland and yeah. California. Esplanade. What, what did I say? Espanade. Espanade. You said it like empanada. <laughs> yeah. Espanade. I, I just combined the When you go to the empanada. Um, I bet it's... I bet it's close. But I, I don't really. I mean, it's just... I've only ever done the Disneyland one a couple times, so my perspective on that yeah. could be off. I that's see a, Catherine doing a, this in the background. She'll, uh, she'll give us a report later. You guys know I love a map. <laughs> I'm a map map queen. Um, yeah, so. A good choice, Well, that Rob. is a good choice, Rob. And I actually have one um, from there as well the next time. Uh-huh. I always feel like I um, am always... I'm always the last topping it off before a big trip, <laughs> so I feel like I have, like, the stale old ones, and then we go on a new trip, and, like, we're all excited, yeah. and now I have about ten weeks until I have another topping it off, and... I have some good ones in the reserve now, but they won't be as fresh. But that's, yeah. that's okay. That's okay. Man, I feel like we are missing out on this. Is the what is this? The second or third second day of fall? Was yesterday the first official first day, day of fall? First day of fall is the twentieth. Twenty first. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So whatever. The fourth day of fall. We've got some ominous thunder and some lightning in the background. I feel like this should be like a spooky episode. By the way, it's not. But you are going to get some amp- ambient noise. It can be if you want it to be. If you're a big Halloween fan and you're getting amped up for the season. Yeah, I guess it is an ambient. Welcome, foolish mortals. <laughs> yes, to the haunted mansion. Um, all right, so let's get to news, Rob. Kicking it back. Yes, so not much. Um, Disney did their announcing it, or lack thereof, at D23 Expo. Shots fired. But this, this <laughs> was... Um, this was out of the blue. Um, we got a new restaurant announcement for the Swan and Dolphin Complex, specifically the Dolphin. This is a Mexican fine dining restaurant, Rosa Mexicano. It sounds really good. It says early 2023 is the sorry um, is the projected opening. It's replacing Mediterranean Market. Which is Question one of the mark? ones down that... in the bowels, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was wondering. Where is Isn't this... that the one where you are, if you were going to the pool from the inside, like right past fountain, the fountain? Yeah. Like when you make right. that right, it's straight ahead. Okay. And it's like a, more of a breakfast spot, I yeah. think, yep. is like its primary use. Um, so the description of this is a contemporary interpretation of authentic Mexican cuisine. Um, they're... Signature frozen pomegranate margarita has been net named the best in New York City. So take that for what it's worth. Can I say a sentence that will make Catherine and I sound way more cultured than we actually are? <laughs> I know, I know what you're say. And it's um, Catherine and I have eaten here roughly, would you say, seven or eight years ago? Yes. And we ate here, um, we had reservations with my parents shortly before we went to see La Boheme at the New York Metropolitan Opera House. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a fancy couple, guys. 
Um, that's the one and only time I've ever seen an opera or been to the Met. Uh, you don't need to know that, but I will say, well, you know what? I'll let Catherine yeah, give, please, her, please, give her feelings on me. the uh, I, I feel bad for you guys if you don't like this place because it's going to be somewhere I want to go on every trip. It is... We went to this restaurant in January and every year Matt and I like at the end of the year will kind of like we do with the podcast, we do of like a best of the year. Like we just play a little game and we're like, what's the best day that you had this year? What was the hottest you were this year? What was the coldest you were this year? What was the best meal you had this year? Um, what was the most stress, you know, like just we do like a superlatives at the end of the year. And I had this meal in January. This was my favorite meal of that year. It, it started early. The best enchiladas I have ever had in my entire life. And I had the pomegranate mar margarita, and it is freaking amazing. They have great tableside guacamole. Mm -hmm. The vibe is very young. Like, um, lots of, like, neon pink lights. Like, very, like, very just, like, it, it's a very young, lively uh, atmosphere. And it's... It is a chain. There's one also in the um, National Harbor in Maryland oh, no near way. us. And we were there a few years ago, and I was like, we could go to Rosa, Mexico. Um, but we didn't. So it's so good. I am so excited for this. I am so excited. It's banging. Yeah, I remember this meal being very good. I always say I could eat Mexican every day of the week. Yes. So this... You won't have to twist my arm to go there. And I'm assuming <laughs> it'll be on open table too, which is awesome that we can like kind of go at yeah. the drop of a hat, I would assume. Yes. That provides a good like ability to fill in where you can't get those Disney yes. reservations. Amen. And all of the Swan and Dolphin mm -hmm. sit downs have that. Is there any other upscale max? I guess um Um Frontera Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost it's a very similar mm. vibe. I would say a little bit more I mean this in a very good way. A little bit more girly. Like it, it's lots of, it's roses. The pictures I saw, the yeah. bars and stuff. Yeah. I don't know where it was from. Yeah. Whether that was concept art or one of the actual. Really like, dark it, light. It reminds, the bar reminded me of uh, Coachera. Co Frontera Coachera. Front, yeah. Frontera Coachera. Um, it almost, uh, the inside is almost STK-ish. If you've ever been in there. Like not loud like that, <laughs> but dark. Oh, like, okay. Like, it's very dark. Like nightclub lighting, yeah, it, but it's not nightclub, nightclub light. Because the bar was very airy and bright, or, or like, sterile, called okay. white and... Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, I am I cannot tell you how excited I am. That I can't remember coming. what the bar area looked yeah, like this in is, the New York one. This was because an upstairs location. I remember you had to go upstairs. To I do, too. This and, but I, I, I remember I, the guacamole, and I remember the enchiladas, and they were... Beautiful. Ooh, we are about to get some thunder. <laughs> I don't think we've ever recorded in such a thunderstorm. No, this not. is a first. This is a first. What's our next story, Rob? Uh, th thank you, Catherine. I didn't have a smooth segue. Is it so. scary? Because this would. Yeah, I mean, okay. it involves Bob Chapek, so. Is oh my god, Bob perfect. <laughs> um, so, Spooky Bob Chapek. So, Look at his lifeless eyes. <laughs> I, I think it, it, had to, it had to coincide with the the expo but jpeg gave several interviews to multiple media outlets and uh he did so this is actually from a conference the gold goldman sachs 2022 communicopia and technology conference and he was talking he commented on how he sees much closer integration of disney plus and the company's theme parks and he goes on this typical jpeg speak um, 
conversation about, you know, what you... I'm trying to sum it up without reading this lengthy uh, paragraph, but he goes on to say how what you would do in the parks for seven days and they have all this data would affect what you see on Disney Plus and what's offered to you and recommended to you and what you would watch would then affect your uh, your time in the parks and I'm like what? <laughs> I, 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 it's just flabber I'm flabbergasted that he puts this out there and it's like Holy do you God. use the products you're putting out with? Yeah. Do we need to pause or something? Yeah, I'm gonna pause and close the windows, batten down the hatches. So okay. give a second, guys. We'll be right back. For us, it will be a minute. For you, it'll be like a second. All right, we're back. We shut the windows. I had to move a box because my cat tried to jump in a box and gets and got stuck because she's a little doofus. But where were we, Rob? So we were mentioning Bob Chapek talking about how they foresee integrating your parks experience with your Disney Plus experience and um, just the, the use of all the data that they compile between what you watch, what you do in the parks. He was saying um, they have physical, deep physical data that you could get on somebody if they spend seven days with you and they essentially live with you for a week, referencing being there on vacation. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I just, I don't, this is all great, um, but I, I just don't. I just don't. Right now, I don't see how this works. Yeah, to what but, end? I, I mean, really. right, right. That's a to what end? That's I mean, a, we already know that every major corporation is employing like behavioral based analytics to for their deliverables. So, like, uh, this isn't news. Like, wait, you're taking my data when I'm on on my on my vacation to use it like that's but it's it's the question of like like you said scott like to what end like how are you going to incorporate the two products to you know to be i mean i would say mutually advantageous but even like advantageous from a business perspective i mean i rode rock and roller coaster does that mean that i'm going to get advertisements for aerosmith albums now like you're going to get advertisements for the movie uh what the hell is that? Epic. Epic, epic that Disney doesn't own, where Steven Tyler voiced uh, uh, the animated character Nim Galoo. No, no, but like, take take this practically, right? So, say say their data shows that a family spent a significant more amount of time in in Galaxy's Edge. Sure. For mm -hmm. they, they they bought a lightsaber, they built a droid, they went to Oga's, they rode Rise of the Resistance five times, the Smugglers Run five times. So obviously that family loves Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So now you now you go on to Disney Plus, and it it leads off with Star Wars. Yeah, uh, which you know shows and they were already that, going like, to watch those, right? And they yeah. have. Yeah, so, like wh I don't understand wh what what this does or changes. Right. I feel like this is a uh, another. Yeah, the decisions you make in Galaxy's Edge. Well, and it's like, okay, that we'll fell flat you. too. We'll follow you home. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is meh, meh. So is that it Just, for news? That's it for news. Wow. Before you, before we started, I feel like you said that people were having, some folks were having slightly better views of JPEG. Yes. Recently. Yes. And I just don't see... I mean, I'm not seeing why. The stock uh, continues to tank. It, it was from an investor standpoint, and um, 
they he smoothed out the relationship with um, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was a big deal from, I guess, talent standpoint. Uh, whatever, whether they threw money, I, I don't know what. Yeah. What transpired, but now they're she's in the good graces or, they're, they're in her, her good, good graces. graces. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I should say it that way. Um, but I, I, again, in, there was a. I don't know the podcast. There was a podcast where two, somebody, an industry insider, It the podcast is called The Town, mm-hmm. uh, much like the movie. Um, but he did, they, they talked about Disney specifically right after D23 um, for about 35 minutes and just going into what they announced, what they didn't announce, kind of the state of the company. Um, and they were just saying, but they pointed out everything was very short term. Yeah, that's... with what Chapek's doing, um, and I was like, "Oh, that's what I've been saying." Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, I, it's, I, it's it's interesting because it's really hard to marry the performance of the company's business fundamentals with the things that we see as consumers, like. The, the stock continues to crumble. I mean, that's a lot with what the market looks like right now, but they continue to jack up prices. So that's negative from the consumer side, but you're not seeing a positive reflection on the business side. Like, where does it all, where does it all go? Yeah. So, so to wrap, so it's the town, the, the title of the episode is a status check on Disney and CEO, Bob Chapek. I might have to give that a listen. Yeah. It, it's actually 31 minutes. So it's a quick, easy listen, but, nice. um, yeah, I thought it was pretty informative. Cool. cool. Well, <laughs> thanks. Um, so Rob and Holly and Matt and Catherine were obviously in California for uh, D- the D23 convention, and we could not go out there without spending a little bit of time in the West Coast Park. So Catherine speaks um, in the third person now that she gets back from California. It's very weird. Is that a, is <laughs> Catherine that a, was in California. <clears throat> okay. Um, anyway, there we just wanted to kind of highlight the things that were new and different or that we hadn't experienced before and talk about them. So why don't you guys why don't you guys start with okay. with something that you'd like to talk about or highlight, whatever. I new don't. new to you or notable. Um I was gonna say the the haunted mansion, the haunted holiday got to experience that for the first time it's with the layover of the nightmare before christmas my mind was completely blown yeah completely blown it's so good right it's i mean so every good. little detail it, it was it, yeah i yeah. love i loved every minute every second of it yeah it was evident to Catherine <laughs> and i that you guys didn't like you knew it was an overlay but it, it was it evident when we were talking that you guys didn't know to what extent and you were like oh you don't know that it's like nearly an entirely different ride in there yeah i i i I intention i intentionally and unintentionally i just never sought out youtube videos or Mm -hmm. things or pictures i've seen pictures of the outside of it how they decorate it um but yeah i didn't understand to the extent of like the ballroom scene (laughs) yeah wow it's like one thing that i didn't know that uh, and I've done this, this would have been the third time <clears throat> I've, I've done this before. Maybe. Um, and Catherine pointed something out to me that I didn't realize. So in the the um, ballroom scene, 
there's that, it, typically, in the, the regular Haunted Mansion, there's the woman who's blowing out the candles on the birthday cake. Um, and there is a gingerbread house now that is... Um, on the table. That is on the table as the centerpiece. And Catherine had informed me, and maybe this is, you know, common knowledge, but that that changes every year, and the theme of that gingerbread house changes every year. So the, the overlay basically thematically stays exactly the same, but that's the one thing that they change or redo every year. And this year it was like a, a, a guillotine, guillotine where it like sliced and we're like lock, shock and barrel, like yeah. kind of hanging like on it. Coming in and out of the bottom. Right. Yeah. It was, thing. it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is, that is a great, great experience. Um, I would say the singing bus too. We're, we're different. I'm just trying to remember. Are they pumpkins? They I are. Think, they are yeah. just pumpkins. Pumpkins. Pumpkin heads. And yeah. then Oogie Boogie. At the, the end. Yeah, it replaces the hitchhiking yeah. ghost. And I, the, I think that's auto, a really cool the, on animatronic. The, I don't want to ruin too much of what you see. Um, that, that that graveyard scene, I thought, was the most... Mm. Ext- just the things they change out. And, yeah. Uh, the auto, uh, the animatronic, when you go around the corner. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's it's it's pretty wild. That's a so. pretty new one, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that wasn't always there. But here's my... I, I would say I was thinking, like... Do you go out there? If you're a big Haunted Mansion, do you go and, you know, make a special trip to do this? Um, I would say if you're debating, like, different times a year to go out there, maybe make this your deciding factor if you're a big, mm-hmm. um, you know, either Haunted Mansion or Nightmare Before Christmas, um, because this was just incredible to see. You know, one thing that I meant to look up, because I was thinking about it when we were over there, is one of the overlays in Disneyland that I've never been there to do and that's ghost galaxy i've been there for hyperspace mountain which is their star wars overlay i don't know if they even do ghost galaxy like, anymore yeah i don't feel like they do that well, every year do they i don't they know do it much closer to halloween yeah mm-hmm. right yeah but i would imagine that those two yeah i mean maybe they do i don't know but i mean maybe one of our west coast uh people i, I feel like this is an easily uh google thing but <laughs> I was like, oh man, maybe Ghost Galaxy will be there. It was not, and I don't know if they still do it. I just wish Disney World would do more overlays. I know, um, but there's like no the reason Haunted for them Mansion to. Like the Haunted Mansion at Disney World, I would love to see like bringing the Muppets. Oh my lord! That would be too. amazing. I, <laughs> I think here's the problem. Well, there's there's two problems. <clears throat> One, the people, the 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 general public who go to Disneyland, um, the majority, right, are are locals or at least California residents, mm-hmm. and so. Those type of people are, are going a lot more often than the general public who are going to Walt Disney World. This may be only their one trip once every two or three years. And so or it less. takes roughly, <laughs> yeah, or less. So it takes roughly a month of downtime of the Haunted Mansion, one of the, you know, biggest rides in Walt Disney World to prepare for the overlay, the, um, what is it, Haunted Halloween? Is that what it's called? Haunted the Nightmare Holiday. Haunted Holiday. So, yeah, Haunted Holiday. I don't think that Walt Disney World, based on their their typical clientele, can handle it being down for a month every year. Well, it's wishful thinking. <laughs> well, actually, I'm not even take, uh, taking into consideration. It'd be a month, probably, and then probably another three weeks on the back end to take it all down and switch it back. I think it's far more likely that you could see something like this in Runaway Railway because of how easy yeah. it would be to alter that ride with yeah. projections and things like that. That seems like that'd be a piece of cake. I know what you're saying, 
but now I have an appreciation of why they don't because of how extensive oh, yeah. that work is. is you true. know what I mean? Like I, yeah. it, I thought it was like, oh, you throw up a couple decorations, yeah. you throw some different things in there. And it's like, oh, no, oh no. you have an overlay, but it, it's like, no, that's a, that's again, a, different it's ride. a whole new yeah. ride basically. Yeah. And I wouldn't want them to do it halfway. Like I wouldn't be like, you're yeah. getting it at, on the East coast, but like you're getting a uh, inferior yeah. presentation, like either do it all or don't do it at all. That's right. Um, well, I, I guess a good segue into that would be uh, Rob and Holly had one day in the parks. Just we tried to hammer out as much as we could um, new stuff. Um, and in order to do that, we got Genie Plus. Um, so we got to experience Genie Plus on the West Coast for the first time. And um, as someone who's done it in Florida, <laughs> this was so much better. Um, just so much better, more availability. It just must mean less people use it on the West Coast, I guess. I mean, that's what it has to be. I mean, be. at least when we were there. We would have gotten so much more use of it if we were in the parks earlier. earlier. Yeah. But we saying. still did. But we st yeah, and I mean, we got the important things that we wanted to. To me, it was mm -hmm. worth it, uh, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I was shocked. I think it's just because... It's essentially one giant park. Yeah. To like, right? You're looking at both things yeah. as, as far as availability. It, you know, whereas if you're Walt Disney World, you're in Animal Kingdom. It's like, oh, I'm not gonna like haul over to the Magic right, because, Kingdom now. Yeah. Do they have the one o'clock <clears throat> park hopping? Yes. Yes. Limit? yes. Even though it's right there, that's bizarre. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, it, it's evident that it is very commonplace. We did it. We saw other people do it that you forget which park you have your initial <laughs> park pass. And they're like, you're at Disneyland. Because, like, you might plan to hop to the other mm -hmm. one. So many, you will see at least one person go to scan, and they're like, no, no, walk across the Esplanade. You're over there now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, um, yeah, overall, the, the Genie Plus was great. Did you, did you guys get it again? We did. We got it one we, other day. We got oh, okay. it one other day. We did, like, we wanted to do, like, a really ride-heavy day. So okay. we were like, we will get into the parks. And actually, it was nice. If you get on the monorail, as soon as you scan in at the monorail, you can start uh -huh. making reservations. Um, so, you know, and I know they had to change the verbiage to say, like, you could do one to, or one to three rides a day. Um, but I think we did three or four, um, yeah. and we could have done more, but we kind of fizzled out in the afternoon or the Oh evening. yeah, we definitely could have done more. Yeah. Um, Matt really wanted to do, uh, Guardians, Mission Breakout, Monsters After Dark. Oh, Ooh. more on that later. Um, okay. Do you want, you don't want to talk about that now? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was it was very, very good. Well, do you guys want to talk about, you did a an, an individual lightning lane. Yeah, so, you want me to take this one? Yeah, Go so, uh, again, we were there for only a day, mm -hmm. um, and we definitely wanted to get web slingers in since we hadn't been there, and you could purchase the individual lightning lane. It's not a part of Genie Plus. Mm -hmm. um, it was $15. <laughs> It was basically instantaneous of we bought it and it was our time to go and do it. It and definitely cut how it much how how long was the wait time at that point? I think posted was fifty ish, fifty, fifty five, sixty, mm -hmm. somewhere in that hour neighborhood. Um, it definitely cuts off 
a lot. It, you still wait in those rooms and the line is a yeah. little weird, but overall it, from I, from entrance entrance of the queue to getting on the ride, how long do you think? Twelve minutes. Oh, yeah, okay. Between ten and twelve, ten and fifteen minutes. I mean, you f- you fit the use case. You had right. that one day, and you weren't gonna leave without riding that. Yeah. So, um, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about, about web slingers. So, um, about web slingers. Yeah. So, um, very. It, it seemed inefficient in the sense of the vehicles mm-hmm. where they they load you in f- groups of four. Mm-hmm. Um, Across. Across. It's like, it's like Toy, Toy Story, Story if it was four across. Four in a row. And very Toy Story mania esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Other than instead of pulling the string, you're using motion with your hands. Yeah. There is some um, ham fisted story that, like, I don't think this is it. I mean, this is definitely not a spoiler because if to call this like a plot <laughs> is almost like. And what I gather, and I wrote this, I, I think that. Tony Stark has like bequeathed this research facility that they call Web W E B. Very what was it? Dub, I don't even know what Web stands for, but it's plastered all over the building. And Peter Parker's in there. There's a bunch of like minor Marvel character um, that haven't been in the MCU Easter eggs and um, you know references in there, but. You know, Peter Parker's in there doing some experiments in the web facility and something goes wrong and then he needs your help to help fix it and hijinks ensue. And and then, yes, you get in the ride vehicles, which are ostensibly like the ones in Toy Story Midway Mania, except you don't have any um, trigger mechanism like a, a, a virtual reality gun. You're just using your hands, which serve as your titular web slingers yeah um seemed a little more chaotic to me yes great word great great word um like because they were coming from everywhere where where, like midway mania you have a target literally you have a target it you know they might move but it's not like they're like free form moving like and I can't even remember some of the backgrounds. Like, I can't even really think... Like, I was just trying to move my hands, and... Um, it kind of felt like Buzz Lightyear. Like, I know, like, I always feel like my gun never works, mm-hmm. and, like, I try to aim, at what, yeah. but it's not hitting it. It's not hitting where you're aiming. Yeah. Did you see anybody who had one of their special, like, I saw little tools? kids walking around with them. Um, I did not see anybody on the ride like loading. Wait, what is that? Is you, there... There's like a plastic gauntlet. It's something like that. That helps you, that like you could get a more accurate. That's, I know. <laughs> That's how I they have... sold it. I actually forgot about that, yeah, that that existed. Um, I mean, uh, efficiency or, or rather, um, what what's the word I'm trying to like? Accuracy? Accuracy is definitely an issue if you're, I mean, and maybe it's not if you purchase this little plastic doodad, but, you know, at least with Midway Mania, it seems way more skill-based that, like, if you can use the... the... Says the guy who got the lower score. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. It's, but Midway Mania, generally, is, is way more skill-based than this, where it, it just seemed like after a while, I was just like, okay, I'm just flailing my hands at random and... Yep. So I learned, I had a little, I have a little life hack. So you can do like the classic Spider-Man 
slang where you, you know, I'm, they call I'm getting carpal tunnel just looking yeah. at you doing it. It's this. not yeah. carpal tunnel, it's more your triceps. Yes. It's a, it's yeah. a, it is just a tricep extension yeah. with both hands oh, okay. for two and a half, three minutes. Or Sorry. you can do what I did, which is what I'll call the begging dog move where you just go, like this over and over again, and that works great. Like, a, like, like a cat at a at a uh, screen door. Yes. Like Buckeye. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> With his paws. Yeah. yeah. If you do that, it's, it works just as well. Catherine, when and she it really employed only, that... It really only hurts your wrist, which is just a smaller concentration yeah, of pain is, where my triceps were dying so bad by like the first screen, I was like, I got to change this up. They probably are. have to do that to account for children whose arms are like yeah. this long. Yeah, they just thought I was a little. <laughs> I'm, I'm mimicking the length of my hand. Yes. yes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, do we want to talk about Avengers Campus at large? Yeah, that was course. the extent of what we Did saw. Did you see Spider Man? No. no. Uh -uh. But you didn't no. walk through Avengers no, Campus. No, we went uh -huh. because a whole timing thing. We we went on oh. and, and left. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess we'll talk about it. I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It, I It's cool. It's there. <laughs> I disagree. I don't think it's cool. I don't Yeah, like but it. I think that you were coming from the lens of... And, and again, I, admittedly, I'm, I'm very... Uh, I'm, I'm not an MCU stan. Like, I'm not someone who just, like, loves everything that they put out. I think I view the Marvel releases from a really critical lens. But I think you generally are just not a huge fan. Like, you like a couple of the movies, you like a couple so, of the okay, characters. Okay, so what does that have to do with the So I, mean, I think that going line. into it, like, I, I think that it was generally, like, already you have a negative well, feeling about well, it. What's there? It's web singers and nothing else. That's There's not no, true. There's yes, the. Yes, it is, Ellen. Do they have the beer thing, <laughs> the brewery place open yet? They do. Um, we did go into the Pim's tasting. Lab, is that what it is? I believe okay. that's what it's called. And then there's the Pim's Test Kitchen, which is where you get... Which oh, is, they're not the oh, same no, thing? Oh, no, they're not the same thing. There are two different places. Oh, I just assumed it yeah, was the no, same no, thing. Yeah, no, no, they're different. Um, the huge building where the e-ticket attraction looms large in that <laughs> in that land. Um, I, I think the Doctor Strange stuff is kind of... Strange. I think that's. I think that's actually like the coolest part of it. Really? Yeah. I, I just like. I don't know. I. I, I think I, Spider Man was the coolest. I. I think the Spider Man animatronic show is the best. Yeah. I mean that's great. I mean that that was really impressive. Um, I feel like we watched that a hundred times. The, the building where the e ticket attraction will eventually go is a bit sterile, but it's supposed to look like a like almost like a military barracks of sort. And it fits the, I mean, it fits the theming and you've got character spots where you have uh, choreographed like action sequences with some of the characters yeah. that's going on, on like a balcony on the uh, outskirts of that building, like on the second floor, which is fine. I mean, like, it's nothing that I would have to like stop and watch. In fact, we didn't when they were going on multiple times it's as we were fine. passing we through. We didn't watch it at all. <laughs> um, Pim's, the, the, uh, so Pim's tasting lab, we didn't go in, we didn't, it just, I guess in my head, I just had a completely different, um, I, I, yes, we did. We didn't go into Pim's testing or, no. uh, test kitchen. Yep. Sorry. We didn't go into Pim's test kitchen, the food, the cafeteria quick service. 
Um, it was just very sterile in there. It was, it was just like so not at all like I pictured it. The theming was nearly non-existent as far as I could see. It just looked like, I mean, it could have been any number of cattle shoot based eateries like um, what's the one next to Baseline Tap House? ABC Commissary. It might as well be ABC Commissary. And like cool. I didn't, and I can't speak on the food, some of which some people that we were with have said like, oh, I had this and it was really good. I didn't even want to wait in that line because it was so crazy and I was so put off by the fact that it was like thematically gross. I think this is this is something that they really need to take a lesson from when they're constructing these new areas. And that's that if you're going to build something new, it has to be discernibly different than like normal life. Like Pandora mm -hmm. is very different from what you would encounter in the real world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like Star Wars land. They did a really good job of like making it look like those buildings were carved out of stone. The cantina is very different. Mm -hmm. I think even when you get into the part of Pandora where it's like the, you know, the the quick service, they did a really good job of like making it different than just like a military installation. Mm -hmm. But if you go too far, if you take one of these products like like this, that's too much like just like a military thing, mm -hmm. it ends up just looking like a cafeteria. And well, right, and like Spider Man, like Spider Man, the character is the only fantastical part, or like the characters in if you just took Spider Man. Mm -hmm. is the only fantastical element of that because he just lives in New York. Right. What New York is now. So you're basically just the theme, if you're recreating the setting, is just the streets of New York, which it's like, well, okay, I guess that's But the I guess thing that's is, Marvel. they didn't have to do that. They could have picked, like, wherever the heck it is that the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that galactic center oh, crap is. I don't know, man. <laughs> No, I was just I was just saying nonsense. But like words. that is a discernibly <laughs> different locale than New York City. They could have had some something happen there. They didn't. Or Wakanda. I mean, for crying out loud, that would have been a great option for how they would have decorated that area. Yeah, that actually would have been dope if they just did this. This is instead of the Avengers canvas, it's just Wakanda. It's just Wakanda. Yeah, like you could have done that. Yeah. Um, that's since, my criticism. Since we're, that's a Scott's hot. I thought it was fine. That is a Scott's hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about um, Monsters After Dark since we're since we're out of Andrew's campus. So Matt, you're... Man, I didn't know... Uh, similarly to how the Wozniaks went in blind to the overlay at Haunted Mansion, I went in pretty much blind to this overlay. So during the... I, curious, I guess this is the third year they're doing this. Maybe the second year. It is called... Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout, Monsters After Dark. <laughs> and I already thought that Mission Breakout is one of my favorite rides, if not my favorite ride um, on the West Coast. It is so great. Um, it's fun. It's thrilling. The queue is great. A lot of great nods to the source material. So I walked into, I used, this was our Genie Plus day. Catherine. Here's the hack. Huh? Here's the hack. If you don't know, Monsters After Dark oh, yeah. is literally only at night. So during the day before 2 p.m., it's regular mission breakout. After 3 p.m., it's Monsters After Dark. So if you have Genie Plus and you want to get Monsters After Dark, 
they release those at noon. So if you check your phone at noon and you're eligible for a new pass, you can get Monsters After Dark. And if you're on it right at noon and you have the ability to get a new reservation, you'll pretty much get the three to four window, which yes. is what I did. Yeah. It was a little disappointing because, and I had to take it just because of how our day was scheduled. I would have liked to do it when it was actually dark out. It was light, which was a little bit, you know, because there's that scene where the doors open and you're looking out into the uh park and it was still light out it didn't like kill the uh the mood for me but the gist of monsters after dark without being uh too spoilery is it is essentially a horror movie overlay it it takes it is chronologically after the events of what happened in the ride the regular mission breakout ride Something has gone awry, and the only people who are the only guardians who are in this ride are Baby Groot, or maybe Teenage Groot, whatever, and um, and Rocket Raccoon. You gotta get the gantry lift. <laughs> you gotta get to the gantry lift. Come on. Um, and uh, my hands don't scan. My that's the problem. My hands they don't scan. <laughs> so did you go so did no, sorry no, I did it's nothing a, did, you and didn't I'm go through so the queue or anything glad okay. I didn't oh okay so it's really spooky you walk in <laughs> and it's clearly like something has gone terribly wrong here it's a lot of like glitching audio visuals flashing lights loud noises um creaking and and squeaking and there's a totally different um, intro video where you would usually see that guardian thing or what's the, the collector. Mm -hmm. There's a totally different interim uh, scene with uh, Rocket Raccoon who gives you like, here's here's what you're going to do. And um, yeah, it's just very, um, they did just such a great job with it. It's just, it's very scary. I saw several families who were with young kids that obviously did not know, like me, what they were in for. And I saw several kids have to get out of line with like disappointed fathers just being like, it's fine. It's just, it's the same thing just with a different video. You're good. And he's like, I'm not. And he was like, all right, we'll go. That happened like two or three times. Wow. Along my entrance into. Uh, and you want to talk about what happens on the actual, like, drop, like what happens in the drop? They what actually drop you. They. It's a different song. Oh, right, right. So the whole thing about, I forgot, that's like such a huge part of it. In Mission Breakout, there's like five or six different songs you can get. Um, so similarly to the uh, the new Gardens of the Galaxy, oh God, what is it called? In Cosmic, Rewind. Cosmic Rewind. Cosmic Rewind, how there's a different soundtrack. There's a different soundtrack option that you could get at random here. For Monsters After Dark, there is one song, and it is an original song called Monsters After Dark. And it rocks um, it is, I guess it's like a metal hard rock performance that basically just goes like monsters after dark, monsters after dark, which seems stupid and it is, but it's also kind of badass and funny. So I don't know who did it. I don't know who does the uh, song, but they did a good job <laughs> with it and it really fits the, uh, the vibe. It's, it was fun. It was spooky. Um, I would recommend it to anyone who likes a thrilling, uh, a thrilling ride and wants a bit more horror, which is something that Disney doesn't do a lot of like real true. horror, like, you know, like not like Haunted Mansion tongue in cheek. Like they were trying to do some like scary stuff on this, which I appreciate. Did they do anything different with the drop? 
I mean, it's the same mechanism. I mean, it's, you know, it's still like you're going up mm -hmm. and down and I, but the different scene, scenes like, and I'm assuming the scenes are the same with no, uh, like, I don't think that there is a difference in the ride or like the way it drops, but, uh, but you see monsters, you see monsters, but you see monsters and it is dark. Mm, okay. <laughs> wow. 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 So okay. fun. So fun. Um, do you guys want to talk about the new Snow White? Yeah. That was an interesting experience. It's no longer a scary adventure. Yeah. Although it is still kind of scary. What is it called now? Snow White Enchanted, Enchanted Journey? Journey? Yeah. Maybe. Or Adventure? No, Pinocchio is Daring Journey. They have two journeys right next Enchanted to each other. Enchanted something. I thought Adventures. Enchanted maybe. something or other. But were you guys also Wish, scared? Right? Enchanted Wish, right? Was that it? Might yeah. Be right. Okay. yeah. Were you guys also scared that they were going to get rid of the best scene in that, which is when the um, the evil queen turns around yes. and then is the witch? Yes. Um, that's still there, which is easily the scariest part in no, that ride. I think I think the crowbar witch, that was the one they got rid of, and that was the really scary yeah. one where she's on top of the mountain with the rock. And it's she, still sort of there, but I'm like in the background. I remember if I even saw this. Yeah, it used to be, I mean, it used to be in the Magic Kingdom, Florida, for years. Now it's a princess meet and greet, of course. Um, What'd you, did you guys like it? Like, did you guys like it? I enjoy, I enjoy all the dark rides. I mean... Yeah, I'm a dark ride fan. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Has it been too long since you've uh, ridden the previous incarnation yeah. to like do a side by side comparison. Yeah. Like I like this better. It's been too long for me to like to even compare. It it just looked updated. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's some fresh butterflies on the front. Some screens, right? Yeah, that are in there and yeah, yeah. Definitely. I felt like they used the the seven dwarfs were um, uh, mine train esque. Right? I, think, I, I think that's the allegation is they took a lot of the inspiration from Mind Train and yeah, Disney no. World. It definitely okay. appeared up to I didn't know that. Yeah. We talked about that well with that money. <laughs> the $100 the bill in the queue. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, God. right. Yeah, in the queue, there was like a, a like little... Who would put a $100 bill? I think that was a real 100 I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be, but you never know. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I thought it was great. I, I thought that it, it was probably... Uh, and again, I, I also suffer well, from the fact that I haven't ridden Scary Adventure in, in a minute. So, but I think that it's probably additive. Like I was overall. worried we weren't going to get on it because the first time we were in the queue, it, it, broke, down. it broke down. Like right as we were about and to get on. And then we went over to Toad and then it opened back up. So I'm, I'm glad I was able to, to get too. on it we, and experience we it. We also, for us, the Wasp Dance, it was the first time we did um, their uh, Peter Pan. Yeah, I was just so. going to mention, first time riding Peter Pan's flight out at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. I've done Disney World, and wow, I like Disneyland's version so much better. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did too. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. I remember the city being smaller. The city is smaller, and they don't have the moving cars in Disneyland. I thought it looked, yes, they it looked do. more They do have the moving cars. I thought it looked more authentic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, there are notable differences between them. So, okay, very, well, you know, that was a short wait, so we were pretty yeah. lucky with that. Yeah. Um, the other thing um, Matt and I got to do the one night was we were in Cars Land and got to see it change from Cars Land during the day, Cars mm. Land at night, and they play a little song, and they make it really spooky for Halloween, and they do such a good job. 
making everything in Cars Land Halloween. Like, it is so impressive. I loved it. Um, they yeah. redo um, Mater's Jamboree and Luigi's... Uh, haunt, pl- honkin, pl- haunt, haunt uh, Trunk or Treat? Haunted Trunk or Treat? Is that it? No. Something. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, they just do such a great job just updating this to Halloween. Like, A++ with Cars Land. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just really impressive. And, and not just not just Cars Land, like, just, like, the little um, uh, uh, additions that they did to, like, Carthay Circle with, with the, uh, yeah. the decorations are, are really impressive. I think way more so than any of the East Coast parks. Yeah. Especially yeah. evident at DCA. Yeah, they do, they do a great job with that. Um, Matt and I did a, eat at Carthay Circle. We had a lounge reservation, and I thought this was worth mentioning because I know we talk about this a lot, is... You can no longer just walk up to the lounge and Carthay Circle. It's now part of one of the virtual queues, or you have to have a reservation for the lounge slash alfresco dining. Hmm. Um, and I got the pear martini that Holly has done before as a top minute off. And man, that stuff was like freaking jet fuel. That is like the strongest drink I've oh, ever had. Oh. In my life. I didn't know you were going with yeah, that. No, it was delicious, but it was so strong. And I usually don't mind that but i it was it was very very strong and i got a i think i got a mojito that almost knocked me over as well but very strong mojito yeah he did mm-hmm. um do you guys want to talk about the disneyland hotel sure mm-hmm. is there anything else we want to talk about at the parks before we move on yeah there were two resorts? very little things um <laughs> the the best maybe best food that i had there was over at uh cocina cucamonga because the birria tacos mm. oh yo my gosh those were i'm mad i got them when i did because i should have gotten them every day for the, <laughs> for the entire vacation yeah it was they so were good. so good came with a little thing of au jus they were so good mm. um and then the last day we were there um we wanted to see they were doing like an Encanto projection on Small World. Um, and they did We Don't Talk About Bruno, just that song with projections. And I love the Small World projections are yeah, my favorite. Yeah. I love the way they do them so well. Um, and it was really cute. They did like, um, like bursts of like sand. Like it was really like, it just looked so cool. Yeah. Um, it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't like say it's a must see, but if you're over there when they're doing this, yeah. I mean, we we made it. We wanted to to be there yeah. specifically for it, but yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. They're also doing some Halloween uh, projection show, which is basically like boo to you if you take out the fireworks. Which is like <laughs> it's fine. The projections look really good on Main Street there and on the castle, but like it, it seems like something's missing if you're not having the fireworks associated with it. So again, not a, not a must do, must do, but if you're there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the Disneyland hotel. Sure. So we stayed, we, Holly and I stayed there one day. Do we ever, t- not to go off topic already, but did we mention the Weston? No, no, but we should, we should. The right. Then. So oh. for the expo, those nights of the, the expo, we had stayed at a relative. I mean, it's brand new. The uh, the Westin Anaheim. So those that are familiar, it's at the corner of Disneyland Drive and Catella. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the side of the convention center. There used to be a little uh, <laughs> diner, a mainstay there for years that they tore down to build this Tiffy's. 
may you rest R- in peace, R- Tiffy. Rest in um, power, Tiff. Yeah, the Annabelle was another yeah, Annabelle property that was on this location. Um, this hotel was phenomenal. I love this place. Me too. Um, Me too. The rooms are beautiful. The location you cannot beat between going to the convention and going to Disneyland. So yeah. Um, if you're in the market for a hotel, this place. I mean, if you're going to decide between Paradise Pier and this place, the West. I, mean, you know, I would say I, I would say, pick this over the Disneyland yeah, Hotel in it, its okay. current state. Yeah, but I guess yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. But yes, I agree. The Westin is a beautiful hotel. Um, it is a premium property where you will pay a premium price, but I think that it is more worth the price tag definitely over Paradise Pier cool. and likely over the Disneyland Hotel. Maybe the only one that I wouldn't would be the uh, right. Grand Californian, which is in a league of its own. So let's talk about the yeah, Disneyland, so Hotel. Disneyland. So we had one, we had one night to fill mm-hmm. uh, for moving from the West End to before we left. So Holly and I just spur the moment. Uh, Sunday was it? Mm-hmm. We booked it for Monday night, um, Disneyland Hotel. Our experience was the the room and was yeah. was fine. Um, you know, did online check in. We what was our room ready about noon ish? Yeah. yeah. Um, we were in the Frontier Tower. No, Adventure. Yeah, Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adventure. Yes, Adventure yeah. Tower. Um, the rooms are, um, uh, to call them dated I think is unfair in a way because it is nostalgic in a way and so I don't, I wouldn't want it, I wouldn't want it like a Western room. Mm-hmm. Like modern yeah. and, you know, up to date, but so it had some, I don't know, what did you think? I, I, I thought the room was pretty massive, big. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, yeah. Very big room. I mean, I don't, to me, I thought it was fine. I mean, I like the Did headboard. you think it justified the, the um, price you paid? No. <laughs> no, I mean. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, you're paying for the location and mm-hmm. the, the uh the name yeah the yeah. legacy <laughs> the aura of just yeah. you know yeah. being there so going back do you think that you would if you could make the same decision would you and availability was there would you choose to stay at like a good neighbor like on harbor that would be just as close and you would pay less and get maybe it's, a similar it's experience. It's difficult given the circumstances. Right. So it was just one night. You wanted to get as much done as you could. It yeah. wasn't like a long vacation where you were spending mm-hmm. several days in the park. Yeah. It, it's difficult to say on that front. Yeah. But I know you guys had a bit, a bit of a, di- a different experience. So. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to rag too hard on it. I, I will make the argument that it's dated and I don't think that that's a, um, I don't think that that's a, uh, lacking <laughs> appropriate uh, I designation. Guess maybe I can ask a question here to help you clarify. There is retro and there is dated. Where does it fall on that? Both, I it's would say. Both. I would okay. say that the theming is um, still steeped in the mid-50s when the hotel uh, came about. I think that they still do a good job with that. I think that some of the amenities and some of the um, just general... You know, like the, um, like the faucets and the countertops. And when some I of tell the... you, we turn on our faucet. So, like, if we would get out of the shower, so if 
or flush the toilet and then you turned on the faucet, the whole room would shake. It was like, yeah. And like in the middle of the night, we, if we went to the bathroom, we were like, well, we can't wash our hands because we're going to wake up our na- Our next door neighbors had to have felt it. Oh, wow. It was like an earthquake. Wow. And also, and I, I don't even know if I was going to go into this, but I guess I will because we're talking about it. I mean, it. I would just be very general. <laughs> we had a dirty bathroom when we checked in. I'm not going to be specific about it. But then I called immediately because I was like, we're checking in, we're dropping off our bags in the room, and then we're going out to the park. And I called into housekeeping. I said, hey, just got in um, less than 20 minutes ago. We're about to head out for the day. Here are the things that's going on in the bathroom that I'm seeing. Can you please have someone in here and do a once over and make sure that they take care of these areas by the time we come back? And someone had come and addressed it, but like still not to a hundred percent. No. Like it was now like if it was at a 50% before it was now at an 80%. But like if someone were to call (laughs) and this is, your second highest tiered hotel. Again, you have three. But if someone specifically called and said, I just got in here and the room cleanliness is unacceptable, you would think that they would go above and beyond to make sure that there is nothing, that it's impeccable by the time you get back. They did not. And that was really disappointing. You would think a supervisor, a a manager, somebody would go in there. And and we told them specifically what the issue was. It wasn't like I gave them generals. And and the one spot was was no bigger than like four inches by two inches. Very specific spot in the room that we were like. This needs attention. This needs attention. This needs attention. You're good. Hmm. Hit these three spots. And if you see anything else, whatever. They did not adequately take care of it. And I'm not just being a stickler about it. These were like easy things to take care of that they didn't do to 100%. So that was really disappointing, especially given the price tag. And on top of that, yeah, some of the some of the stuff in the room is, is dated at this point and needs a refurbishment. And I think that they could refurbish this without killing the theming um, of the retro of it all. I don't know that the room is dated. I'm going to say that I'm not super sold on the room being dated. Okay. I like, I, they're the new beds that you can the fit the luggage in and the, they're the very The beds were really nice. I will say the beds are really nice. Really good pillows. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what my expectation would be. I've never stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. I don't think I've seen any pictures. The, the new hotel that they put in Paris or France, the Disneyland Paris one. That's like New York York themed. It's very Art Deco. That would be my expectation for rooms in the Disneyland hotel. This is more like nineties vintage. It's like nineties. Yeah. When you ask the, when you ask the question outdated versus retro, I, I thought much more outdated than retro. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect like this cool twenties, fifties theme, something, you know, Mm -hmm. something very, uh, mad men, like, No, definitely not. That's disappointing. Um, some of the, I would say, some of the common areas do a lot better with that. Yes, like, I agree. Um, yes. Like the seating areas outside the lobby, like they had nice little couches. They had, um, like, I know the, the lobby bathroom had the vintage um, ride poster wallpaper. wallpaper yeah. And it's very, like, colorful. It's very, it's very cool. But, like... I mean, that's not what you have in your room. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed the the brief time we were at the mm-hmm. pool. The pool like, is awesome. Great pool. Yeah. Great pool there. You know, you just right outside your door, you're you're there. Um, yeah, my experience at the Disneyland Hotel wasn't all bad, but just a couple of disappointments. Um, weird, 
a, a weird uh, experience that the four of us collectively had with our Trader Sam's uh, reservation where I had to end up speaking to a manager to complain about it because it was just like, it was bad service just across the board from like the host to the to being waited on and like the amount of time we had to wait for our drinks. It was just a, a really like easily the worst Trader Sam's experience we've ever had on either coast that I was like, I'm, and I made it very clear and I didn't get anything in return because I said specifically like I'm only doing this and I would only ever do this if it's totally egregious and it was and he agreed and he was like I appreciate you telling me this we will definitely take some steps to make it right and he did offer like if I see if you're here again if you give us another shot and I'm here I'm here all week I would love to you know the chance to make I it up to you see that as an empty promise though because what does that yeah, mean that's yeah. like I know. hey if you get into blue bayou this week just like <laughs> let me know oh oh if you like happen to walk into cinderella's royal table like i can totally hook you up oh okay cool 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 yeah. i know well whatever oh, you... i'm working at club 33 this week just pop on up let me see what i can do for you like it, no, no, regardless no. if it was an empty gesture <laughs> i mean he did seem appreciative of the fact that i was letting him know and i'm not going to let one experience damper our you know entire like it, it didn't um tarnish my feelings on trader sam's as a whole but it wasn't a disappointing experience nonetheless definitely mm-hmm. yeah anything else we want to touch on on the west coast before we move on to our last mini topic i think that's it yeah it's good times good times all right so we got an email from a listener and i'm going to do my best to summarize this while protecting his privacy um so nick and his family and they have two young boys are going to um, be staying at the polynesian on new year's eve and they're also going to be staying in another hotel be staying for an extended period of time and they had some questions about logistics and specifically um deciding what to do on new year's eve Um, He writes that we see our best three options at either staying at the Polynesian and watching fireworks on the beach or going to Epcot or Magic Kingdom for the evening for fireworks, but they can't decide which option would be best. Um, So, and then he had a follow-up question, but let's talk about what we feel are the best options for New Year's um, out of those three, because I think that those are the three best options as well. So, Catherine... What are your thoughts on... <laughs> well, I think if you're paying to stay at the Polynesian, you should hang out at the Polynesian and enjoy the amenities, which is um, hanging out at the beach and watching the fireworks from there. You'd get the Magic Kingdom fireworks. They pipe in the music. Um, I think that's the way to go. Um, I'm not personally a big crowds person. Like, I don't like... I will purposely go somewhere because it's less crowded. That's like kind of how my brain operates. Um, And if you're into like dance parties and stuff, that's the difference being at the parks or New Year's Eve is they have like a lot of DJs dance parties. So unless you're really into that, um, I would stay at the hotel. (laughs) Also the benefit is with having children. If If you were without children, I think your options are a little more, but the benefit if you're staying at the Polynesian, you can then just walk the, you know, five minutes back to your room and crash right after the fireworks and watching them from the beach. Whereas 
if you go to either of the parks, the Magic Kingdom, which, and again, neither, uh, none of us here have been there for New Year's, right? So we can't speak firsthand, but from what I gather, Magic Kingdom is going to be way more busy than the others. Animal Kingdom isn't even open past seven. And Epcot is a little less busy, but still going to be crowded. And they sometimes reach capacity. No. Well, if you're hopping. If you're hopping, but, sure. if, but you have to... The point of park reservations is there's yeah. not going to be a capacity sure, for sure. your first park of the day. I do think it's important to note, too, that if you're coming back from Magic Kingdom or Epcot to the Polynesian, you're going to get taken to the TTC still and have to walk the distance from that to the Polynesian. It doesn't drop you off right at the hotel. Yep. So you better plan for that, which is, I mean, if you're planning to stay till midnight, I think, which is implied... It's going to probably be 1.30, maybe, till you get back in the room, till you beat the crowds, get on the monorail and get back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about the zoo that it would be to get back from either park. So, yeah. Are, are both parks open till midnight? Yes. They are. Um, I think that historically Magic Kingdom's been open till 1. Epcot and Hollywood Studios have been open till midnight. Um, okay. So I'm assuming they'll follow the same schedule this new year's i personally wouldn't go anywhere near a park but again i am like Catherine. i don't want to deal with the crowds and and that circus there there is some i i as you talked i thought you could potentially get a park adjacent you could hop on the monorail and just go for a monorail ride yeah so even if you wanted to do the one because they're staying there they can walk to the ttc Take the the monorail to Epcot. It put, you can see like the festivities. It takes you basically in between former Future World and World <laughs> Showcase. Yeah, and then just hop back on and take it back over. Yeah. I, you know, if you do it early enough before people really, I'm thinking if people are there, they're staying till midnight. It's they're not leaving at yeah 9:30. I don't think. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Normally there's two like. <clears throat> fireworks shows oh, okay there's one at i guess i think like 9 nine thirty, and another one that's at eleven fifty. i guess the earlier one is geared towards families sure. who aren't willing to stay out that late and i think the one at eleven fifty, um typically has like a little extra because it's actually you know the the new year's kickoff but um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with Catherine. I, I told, when we were talking about this earlier, I kind of um, compared going to the Magic Kingdom as a much lower scale version of like going to Times Square, which just never appealed to me. It's just like, you know, I feel like, it, I mean, some people, uh, if you're that type of person, is like, oh yeah, I just want to be in the heart of it. I want to like feel that excitement of all the, you know, the crowds I, and the people and I that's think, cool, but uh, not. Maybe to, to help you further answer the question here, um, if you were staying at the Polynesian on New Year's Eve, what would you think about doing till till you got to midnight to kind of carry you over? Just some things, some ideas that well, you could do there. Usually the resorts will probably have something like activities mm -hmm. going on, like mm -hmm. planned out for the families and the resort guests. I would try and get an Ohana reservation. I would try. Yeah. I was going to say, I would try and get an Ohana reservation. <laughs> no, no, guys. You got to get that Ohana room service. Hang Ooh. out in your room, get Ohana to your room. They got four people. Get two Ohana room services to your room. That will be plenty for four people. 
and just hang out. And if you have a nice room with a view, even if you don't, those rooms are so beautiful at the Polynesian. And they're my favorite rooms on property. Yeah. I, I would take every opportunity to hang out at the Polynesian. It's probably a little cold for a pool or anything like that, but you might be able to sit outside at like one yeah. of the tables on the Tiki Terrace or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and there's the, I mean, there is the beach. You can hang out at the beach. They have chase lounges there. Like The fact the that they're staying there, I think you get all the benefits of seeing and hearing the fireworks without the, the, the mm -hmm. insanity that will be Main Street and getting out of there. And I mean, they could walk back if they wanted to, but I... And I think he mentions in the email, and I, I didn't say this part, that he had they had concerns about like this is probably the one and only time they'll be here uh, at the at the parks during New Year's, and it's like, well, are we missing out on our one potential to to go into the parks on New Year's? Well, I mean, we you were you were here with five um, huge Disney fanatics who have gone to the parks a million times and. We don't personally feel we haven't done it and haven't felt like it's something that we've missed out on. And honestly, if I were staying at the Polynesian on New Year's Eve, I would opt to watch the fireworks from from the Polynesian. The other thing is, if he has two younger kids, um, like the kids are more likely going to be into like riding the rides at the parks. They're not arriving until late on New Year's Eve. Yeah, that is um, And so like, you would only maybe have three or four hours of the park at most. And it's like, your kids, like that's gonna be just like, I would say a waste of a, a park ticket day. And also not to mention, you might run yourself ragged and then that's the start of your vacation. I know, that's a terrible feeling to be tired on the start of vacation. Can the Wozniaks agree with that with their <laughs> last trip? I think they didn't get in their room till three and yeah. man, it's tough to do a convention then three days in a row Where, afterwards. Yeah, whereas with the Polynesian that, option, yeah. you get the option, you, you now are probably getting to sleep an hour, an hour and a half earlier than if you go into the parks and, and maybe you get I mean, to sleep in. It's already going to be a late night. So they're that could make the, that could make the difference. They're, they're arriving in the evening. Yeah, on New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. I would stay at the Polynesian, soak it up. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, take, definitely take your... The take, pools are heated, too. Yeah. yeah. And kids don't pools. care. <laughs> kids will get in, like, freezing. Well, I mean, it depends. It, it, it can be really cold at that i mean it can uh -huh. be as low as the 30s that time of year that i know that was what it was <laughs> when i did the marathon the one time it it could be pretty chilly so just play it by ear but yeah there's tons they do the movies on the beach i'm sure mm -hmm. they'll keep them going all night too so then they, he had a follow-up question and he said how quickly do the christmas decorations come down after the new year and presently the way he had park days set up he wouldn't be getting to hollywood studios until later in the week uh, that first week of january and he was concerned they wanted to kind of see all of the parks decorated for Christmas. So how soon do they come down? Um, historically, I looked this up. The last three years, um, they started taking the decorations down at all four parks around January 5th. Now, it doesn't mean that like on January 5th, like by January 6th, if you go into any of the parks, it's all gone. It's usually a um, kind of a... Uh, staggered process and it varies park by park so if it is an absolute must do that you see all of the parks decorated for christmas if as long as you are able to see any of the parks between january 1st and january 5th you're safe you're 
probably still safe through the uh, marathon, which I think this year is from the 5th to the 8th. So you're probably good through the 8th. But if you absolutely don't want to risk anything, I would see it. shows associated with, like, like Hollywood Studios has Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, and if they (laughs) take their decorations down, like, the show will have a last run date in January if they're doing it again. I, I thought they didn't do anything till the marathon was over. I think they Which might. Is I think January eighth. I think they start doing it okay. on I think the they fifth. Start taking also, they said that the resorts yeah. are earlier. So if there's a resort that you really want, yeah. like the Grand Floridian, I think is a like that could be something that you do on New Year's Eve instead yeah, of that's go a to good Magic idea. Kingdom, walk over to the Grand, see the Gingerbread House because that starts going pictures. down January second at the resorts. Wilderness Lodge is great oh, too. Yeah. Wilderness Lodge is beautiful. So beautiful. What they other could, facets? Do that too. Yeah. yeah, just go tour. Get on the monorail and do a tour of like the contemporary wilderness lodge yeah one other facet to this and it's the last part is that he mentioned that they were gonna do an extending staying for over a week we're thinking about doing non-hoppers doing a park a day um i know that this is a cost associated but if if it's at all feasible consider at least for some of your stay getting hoppers because it just increases your flexibility tremendously especially as it relates to your question about wanting to get to each parks to see them decorated like if you have the option to pop over to a second park um at one o'clock let's say you've done and then you also don't feel just so drained in the feeling that you have to hit every single thing at the magic kingdom because that's your your that's your day at the magic kingdom because there can just be rough day like you could just go to a park and be like oh boy the vibes are off here every line is long like let's go to a different park i mean and then you're just locked into staying at the park with the long lines. It 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 is deflating. It's very tiring. Yeah, and you have some built-in, um, you know, kid time where you know there's only sometimes <laughs> sometimes kids get tired out and they just need yeah, to kids go get back tired and. Out. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't recall what the difference in cost is between. It's quite hefty. I mean, I think it is. It can be. And yeah. that's why I said that with a, you know, that I know that there's a cost associated with this, but I think that it may be worth looking into in earnest because of the just tremendous flexibility you get with every aspect of your trip. Like, you're not so tethered to one thing each day. I disagree. Really? Yeah, I think Go ahead. the park reservation system has rendered park hopping very uh, unfriendly or um, just not as... Less appealing? Yes. Yeah. Um, because you're locked in until 1 o'clock. Right? Is it 1 or 2? Yeah, I think it's 2 on in Walt Disney World. I think it's 1 right? on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, there are different um, times. It, it's it's expen- I, Me personally, I would take that money that you would spend on the hopping and do the Genie Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you think the, you'd get the, more bang for your I'm buck? Th- like, even for myself, the only... <laughs> having the annual pass is difficult, but I'm thinking, knowing what I know now, um, the only reason I have I would have... Say, say the, the annual pass didn't have park hopping privileges and like you had to pay it. I would think about the only reason we do it is because we spend almost every night at Epcot. Usually. I mean, I know I'm being, um, 
sarcastic I, a little bit about that. But um, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, but, it, it, unless unless that's something they want to do every night is like go to one specific place every night. And I'm not um, saying that I'm not advocating for them adding park uh, the park hopper option to every single. I think you have. I think it's. Oh, do you have to? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all or nothing. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. I I was under the impression that you could add it to like one or two days. Now, see, now that kind of complicates things. Uh, Catherine, what what is your thought on it? I'm a big park hop queen. I I love hopping. I like breaking the day up. I think one day at one park for hours and hours is not at all appealing to me. That is not. I'm a. Three or four hours in one park, midday break, three or four hours in another park. I think I get antsy. I do too. I don't know. I don't that's a weird thing to say, but I get antsy in one park. Yeah, I do for too. Too long. Yeah, it's just like, well, I've done everything I need to do here. It it, it helps, you know, burnout. Disney burnout is really a the most first world privilege of all time. So like I realize that that's kind of a crap thing to say and most people probably don't even get the opportunity to feel that. But it is, it does happen when you go to the parks so much. And I like the variety. I also think the parks at night are very, very different experiences. So like if you talk yourself out at the Magic Kingdom and you leave at five, well, no, you should see it at night. And like you, you should see Animal Kingdom and Pandora at night. You should see Epcot at night. Mm -hmm. I love Hollywood Studios at night. I think Hollywood Studios at night is a very underrated vibe. Um, The option of being able to break up the day and yeah. like you I mean, said, it's not, three or four hours at a park. It's not like you great. can't, but then you're going back to the same place. And like that to me would be like, well, I already did this this morning. It feels inefficient to me yeah. to go back because then you're like, well, I wasted all the time transiting back and yeah. forth. To why didn't I just why stay? Why didn't I just stay? But, you know, if you are doing single day park hop versus single day tickets, that would still be a consideration for me to go back to the resort, rest up. Oh, 100%. Spend the evening in the park then. Don't, don't. Don't run yourself ragged. Like you, especially kids need breaks. Kids love Adults the pools. Adults need breaks. Need breaks. <laughs> yeah. Scott needs a break. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine needs a nap. <laughs> on a uh, on a five day ticket, Park Hopper is eighty five dollars per person. What as compared to a five day single? I'm saying it's eighty five dollars more. Oh, per day. No, no, for the, for the ticket. So I it's, actually it's don't like think that's bad. Six thirty-two versus yeah. five forty-seven for another. I actually don't think that that's that's. I would drop bad. a day. I thought it was. I thought it was more. I thought it was more for. I, I, well, I had, it yeah, was, I would. Now, let's, let's take yeah, it. You consider. could drop a day and then add the park off. That's what I would. Do. But if you're but if you're looking at it this way, if if they go with our recommendation to not go into the parks that first day. And I, just stay at the Polynesian, then you're you have some I, I money that you're getting back from not having a I ticket think that day. That that was either going to be an addition. That is how I was reading the email. Okay, that that's how it would be you know an extra day in the park instead of what they already had planned. Okay, okay, yeah, but I, I could be wrong. But but still, I mean, I think that I I think that you know your family and you know what you're looking to get out of this. But I I think that. There are several people here, probably three of us, that would consider um, hopping as an option. The uh, option. A option. Hopping is a option. But I hope that that was. Did I miss anything from that? I think we were pretty. No, I, th- I think we covered all our bases. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be. This is like exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I hope you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that helped none. Yeah. yeah. You, well, I think we gave yeah, a pretty yeah. clear yeah, cut I'm, thing I'm for the kidding. first part I'm of the kidding. question. The New Year's question was pretty cut and dry that we all think you should stay at the Polynesian. The other one, you've got some options. And you know what? That's options. the beauty. But you've got some options. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out and for all of you listening who have your own set of questions, we you can email us at wdwhappyhour at gmail.com. We can also be reached on pretty much um, all our social media channels. If you want to reach out and say hi or say, hey, I got a question or a topic that I want you to discuss on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. And the next few weeks might be a little different as far as recording schedule goes. So just bear with us. Uh, tune into our Facebook for more information about when we'll be releasing new episodes. I know we said we were going to do a drink bracket, but COVID happens. COVID happened. Um, lots of uh, other travel plans. So we will get to it. The drink bracket is not forgotten. It's not going anywhere. So does anyone have any last call items? My stomach apparently does. It lasted so long. Happy 10 year anniversary to my spouse. Oh, happy 10 year anniversary. Yeah. yeah. 10 years of traveling to Disney together. For real. More. For realsies. More even. All right. Well, cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.